from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 224, Get Me Off This Ride, Maggot. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chuck. I'm John. And I'm Robert. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we welcome back made to, it. <laughs> welcome back to the United States, my friend. <laughs> I'm glad to see you cleared customs. Yeah. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> uh, Bonsoir. So- so how how was it how was the trip oh man um yeah france is uh so we were mostly in southern france uh which is very kind of provincial and mediterranean and just the the speed things go uh it was really kind of a quiet fairly relaxing but um so we just kind of taught classes it was a lot of the u.s students come to this campus to uh study so it's not like i'm teaching a bunch of french students uh they're all you know u.s speaking students but whenever we would go places like we were always surrounded obviously with uh you know local french people so just even going to the market or or whatever you know we're just trying to navigate being like dumb dumb americans you know over in uh, (laughs) france so uh, anyway, yeah, I was just saying to the guys, it took a little bit to adjust getting back, just even knowing, kind of, like, just overhearing people's conversation around me and knowing what they were talking about. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that's like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it was an awesome experience. It was tough being gone from family for that long. Um, yeah. I'm sure anybody in the military, it's, you know, have, have, have it way worse than, than I did, but just being away is tough. It's just, it's hard, but, um, yeah, but the experience was pretty cool. It was really great. That's cool. Anything... How long did it take you to get back to the time adjustment? See what that happened. I got there and I was like, man, jet lag is a breeze. It's no big thing. And the first two days, like I, w- I was on a regular sleep schedule, like 
almost immediately. And then the third day I was wrecked. I was like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like going to bed at four in the morning and like, I'm like, oh, where am I? You know, it was, it was, it was rough. Jet lag is real. So yeah. usually same thing when I came back, like I was good the first two days and then the third day just rocked me. I couldn't focus and it's crazy, but usually within, you know, four days or something, at least for me, I was able to adjust all right, but it was, it's, it's a real thing, man. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, what I'd love to do sometime in the, in the near future, Robert, is I'd love to, um, I don't know if it'd be for Patreon or if it would just be a regular episode is, is just have an episode where we talk about your overall experience there. Like what, you know, maybe from start yeah. to finish and think that, uh, cause I'm sure the listeners would love to hear that. Um, but what would you say, like, was there any one thing that like just, that you remember the most, like what was, was there like a moment or a thing that happened or that just kind of was like, like yeah. the thing from the trip? Yeah, there is, there's kind of two things I want to mention. The first, and, and, and that would be great. I'd love to talk yeah. about that because I went to, um, you know, all the major kind of just landmark sites in Paris. And we, uh, I went to Angoulême, which is like a, a four day European comic festival that takes over this entire town. Um, and as far as sheer number of people that are at the show, it's bigger than San Diego. So oh, wow. it's e- enormous because it just takes over this entire city. And um, so I do want to talk about that kind of in more detail and just how different the French comic market is from the American market. It's, yeah. it's so different and so robust. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of details I could get into that that I think are really intriguing, just the, the different markets and how, how different they are. But um, and then, so the two things I do want to point out, though, is there there are a few things you know about as far as a landmark, like, you know, the Eiffel Tower or or whatever. And whenever you get to any of these monuments, and you have the same experience when you get to, like, Washington, D.C., or you see, you know, some building in New York or something for the first time in real life, it's it's pretty, like, awe-inspiring how, how big it is. And just, just to say you're there is pretty cool. But for me, the one location i went to that just really took my breath away like and and there's no other way to describe it was when you walk into notre dame and you just see like right through that that the the aisles of the pews and you're just looking down that main corridor and it is just colossal and amazing like all of the stained glass windows especially if you go at the right time of day which we just happened to be there then the light coming in, all those stained glass windows just puts like all these colors across these stone walls. And it's, it is phenomenal and it's hard to put into words. So like, if you're, you know, if you get a chance to be in Paris, like going through Notre Dame is, is worth it. Like it is amazing. So that was pretty cool as far as like sites to see. Um, the best experience we had was, uh, when we were in Angoulême, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the artist, uh, Kim Jung Gi. So he's kind of oh, this, yeah. this internet sensation artist where he's just a savant when it comes to what he can do. He just goes straight to ink and he does these enormous murals or he does these speed paintings where I say they're speed painting or speed drawing, but that's just the speed he draws at. And But he doesn't pencil. He just goes straight to ink and does these like amazing warped perspective, you know, just busy environment sketches. And uh, it's just phenomenal. So... He was going to be at Angoulême, and a lot of my students were excited to just even either get a chance to meet him or what, do anything just to say, hey, I met the guy. And 
So I saw in the schedule that he'd be doing a live like drawing performance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, that'd be great. So I wanted to find out if there'd be tickets. So I dropped the kids off, um, you know, around this uh, this this area. I was like, all right, we'll meet back up later. I'm going to go find out about this. So I went and found out that, yeah, he he has three showings, but the only one that has any tickets left is like in the next 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, how many tickets do you have? They're like, well, we have 28 spots. And I was like, I have 25 students. Like, I want to buy 26 tickets right now. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, okay. So I bought 26 of those tickets. And then I texted my group. And I was like, guys, get to the theater now. <laughs> and so they're all, like, running through Angulim, uh, trying to get there in time because they were going like, to shut the doors. And we got there, like, just in time. We got everybody. I would like, reserved this whole, like, kind of front row of this auditorium for us. And... Uh, as they were kind of, and then we realized it was going to be like Kim Jong Gi is going to be drawing on stage with like this camera down on what he was drawing that was projected on this big screen while the Paris Orchestra is playing, and it's just like I was like, what? <laughs> so this sounds great. Well, and then my students were all just crazy excited that they were able to witness this, like just to watch it happen live. I was like, man, this would be great if I could get a chance for my students to talk to this guy. So I was like, well, no. T- I'm like the president. So I just got up on stage. Nice. <laughs> so I just walked up the side and just got up on stage and they kind of looked at me like, who's this guy? And I was like, Hey, I'm Robert Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just kind of introduced myself. And I was like, see all this whole front row. Like we came from the States, like just to see this. And, and I was like, wow, really? I was like, yeah. So we chatted with him and I was like, we would love a chance just to talk with, uh, you know, with Chungi after the show. And, uh, like, oh, sure, you know, and we worked it out. I worked it out with his agent. Uh, he doesn't speak much English. He understands it, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't fluently speak it. So I was working with his agent to take care of all this. And then sure enough, like, he did the performance. It was like an hour long. Then after that, like, he came off to the side and met with my students. And we ended up talking for, like, an hour and a half, almost two hours, where we were able to do, like, a Q&A. And he was doing sketches for everyone in my group for free. Oh, and cool. And then they all, like, a lot of them ended up buying his art book, but he was just doing sketches, like, for free for him. And then doing portfolio reviews, I was like, oh, my gosh. So everything worked out phenomenally. Like, that made the trip worth it. Just that whole experience was pretty sweet. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, um, I was really excited to kind of post a a full video of it. I posted a little bit about it on Facebook. And I had basically the entire performance and a lot of our Q&A recorded, um, but it was on my phone, and I just lost my phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I haven't had a chance to download it. So we, when I got back, we went kayaking, and I lost my phone in the river. It's like, bloop. I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Anyway, so I think some of the other students got video, and I'll, I'm going to try and cobble it together from other sources. Hopefully I can put together like a, a nice YouTube video of it, but yeah, yeah man. Sucks. So anyway, but the whole experience was amazing, yeah. but hopefully I can figure out a way to showcase what we did, but That's yeah, cool. that was definitely a pretty sweet, uh, comic related, you know, if you, if you're not familiar with his work, it's Kim K I M Jung G U N G or J U N G and then G G I. So just look up Kim Jung Gi on youtube and it's you know it'll blow your mind he's awesome that's cool very cool yeah well like i said we'll definitely do uh episode in the, near, in the very near future of 
just like start to finish how the, what you know what happened on the trip and everything else. So so take yeah. so take notes if you haven't already as far as what you did all the whole time you were there. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Like, well, I don't have photos anymore, so I got. Yeah, we're gonna be like day <laughs> one. Do something. <laughs> we'll be like day four, day forty five of the Robert Atkins in Paris. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was pretty cool. I. Uh, I got back and they were like, oh man, it looks like you had a great time. So do you want to go next year? And I was like, no, if I want my marriage to last, there's no way I'm going back. So, but in a few years, I'll definitely go back. Awesome. Very awesome. All right. So, uh, we are going to be, uh, talking Joe vehicles, uh, Joe and Cobra vehicles today, uh, which is, uh, part of the reason, well, that is the reason for the title there, because I, I did a little play on, you know, get me off this ride relating to vehicles, and I threw in the maggot in there because the maggot was one of the vehicles in the <laughs> line, so uh, it just kind of worked out. So uh, since there was four of us, rather than us doing our top 20 vehicles like Chuck and I did with the characters, uh, which right. we'd have to pull an all-nighter for, I think, uh, we are doing our top five, <laughs> which... Yeah was impossible to do. <laughs> I know there's not enough slots. No, because, uh, no, I needed more. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, um, it, we're combining both Joe and Cobra together. So it's a blend. Uh, I definitely had a few honorable mentions. Um, and, uh, I will say for me, you guys can chime in if this was your experience, but just like I did with the characters, my list changed up until the last minute before doing this episode. <laughs> yeah. So. I was revising mine, too, like, just a little bit before. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so uh, let's see. Uh, figuring out order here. Uh, why don't we do, since they weren't on the episode with us for the characters, we'll do Robert, John, Chuck, and me. For our vehicles, okay. and just yep. like any other top five list, uh, don't reveal where yours is. If you have the same vehicle on your list, just wait till it's your time to say that. You can certainly mention if it's on your honorable mention list. Obviously, mm -hmm. feel free to jump in and talk about any of the vehicles that we mentioned. So, um, uh, you know, if you if you loved it or you hated it or whatever, uh, <laughs> feel free to talk about it. But. Uh, <laughs> but we will start with number five. So, uh, Robert, what was your number five Joe Cobra vehicle? All right. So probably not a surprise that this is on my list. Um, and I had to recognize how awesome other vehicles were more than this one. But my number five is definitely the bridge layer. <laughs> I knew it had to be on there. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Toll booth lives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like. I loved the whole concept of the bridge layer, like how interactive it was. I know it only has one purpose. He's got one job, but, <laughs> yeah, that's it. but he does it, it was well. Like, <laughs> but he does it. I mean, you know, if you're going to do one thing, do it right. So one of the, it was the one toy that uh, I didn't have, but a neighbor of mine did, but we played with it. Like every time we got together, I would be digging a trench <laughs> in the backyard for the, the sole purpose of laying that bridge. Um, because I just thought it was just the coolest thing. I just, I don't know. I love that it would pull apart. You know, he'd drop that bridge, by the way. And then, like, you could, you know, I don't know. Just the, the concept that it was interactive, that it had a purpose, um, that wasn't as combative, right? So just, I mean, you've got tanks and you've got, you know, airstrikes and all that kind of stuff. But just, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like liking, um, 
you know, Doc or the support, you know, characters, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome to love Snake guys, but it it's also cool to like the characters that are there for a very specific purpose that do it, you know, do it right. So anyway, I just love the look of it. Um, I got a bridge layer this last year, maybe last or the year before, but just with a pretty sweet trade with a guy. And um, man, I love it. I love that thing. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Cool. Uh, all right, uh, John, what is your number five? I want to preface my list by saying I only only went with vehicles that I owned as a oh, child. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, regardless of the comics, TV, whatever else, it was only things that I owned. So, number five for me is the Skyhawk. Nice. And nice. what I loved about the Skyhawk was that the, the size, the rails, what I would do is land the Skyhawk in the APC when the lid was off. Because oh, it fits so perfectly cool. in there. Yeah. If you had the, if you put in the Put in their seat belts. Put in the two seat belts. It would it would fit perfectly in there, and I would drive my little my little APC around with the Skyhawk. In the back. I thought that was the like coolest. As a I loved it. Yeah, yeah, like the engines, you know, that rotated and all. But yeah, Skyhawk for me was easily number five. It was just a super fun. I think you'll see a theme in mine. I, the little vehicles are just what I'm all about. All the well, and it, it featured prominently in the cartoon. Like it was, it did. yeah, it was, was very true. A lot, yeah. You dealt with uh, what was was it Gung Ho that knocked one off the f- the flag or whatever that one time, one episode. <laughs> I kicked it off. Kicked yeah. It off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, uh, Chuck. What was your number five? Uh, much like John did, I only put the uh, vehicles on the list that I actually had as a child and played with. So uh, my number five would be the, the Cobra Water Moccasin. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I had that and um, came with Copperhead, the, the pilot, and you could put him in it, and you could put another person in the gun turret and two people on the side. It was uh, pretty cool. Um, it actually floated, which was pretty nice. And it was a uh, bluish teal colored, it's, uh, you know, just a little boat cobra boat but I, I used to play with that thing all the time that's awesome very cool so i liked it and, and i like the copperhead the copperhead. pilot he was always cool yeah. yeah yeah and that was it was it was uh prevalent in the cartoons too they they used it yeah and that was that i mean that's one of the big things with gi joe too was it it i believe it's the first line that ever had where vehicles came with a figure uh you know I don't think there was a. I, I know Star Wars really didn't do that. You know, you didn't get Han Solo and Chewbacca when you bought the Millennium Falcon. You just got oh, the Millennium yeah. Falcon. So, yeah. so I, it was such a cool feature to like. If you wanted particular characters, sometimes you had to get the vehicle in order to get them. So, uh, and Copperhead right. was definitely one of those characters that you know, or you know, that you you wanted if not just for his look, but also you know, there was definitely cartoon episodes where he was featured and stuff like that. So. Uh, Water moccasin. It was a cool design too. I just like that. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty sharp looking. That fork in the front there and everything. So. And then it uh, had a cover for the engine, and on either side of it, you could open the compartments up, and I would store like weapons and stuff in there. Nice, nice. Uh, for my list, also, uh, I it was not a requirement to, for for anyone's list because uh, it's it's your list. You do it as you as you wish to. But uh, I also went with ones that I only had as a kid. There's certain, I mentioned before we started the episode, there was 
certain vehicles I have now that I didn't have as a kid that I love, but I stuck with ones that I had as a kid growing up that I absolutely loved, and that even that still made it very difficult. So, <laughs> um, so my number five is a vehicle that came out in '86 and came with uh, Thrasher, the Dreadnought, which is the Thunder Machine. <laughs> um, nice. I loved the Thunder Machine. This thing could take a pounding. Uh, it had it had rubber tires. Uh, That's what she said. Right. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. Uh, it had the front of like a Trans Am, and it it had that big rocket on the back. And because it had yeah. a big rocket on the back, I would launch that sucker right off the top of the steps, and it would survive. Uh, it would, of course, have panels and everything and stuff busted off, but those panels clipped right back on. And um, I did like Thrasher, uh, the Dreadnought that came with them. Uh, it had a big you know, Gatling gun, machine gun on the front of it. It was just like, and I've seen like recreations of it on actual full size vehicles. It's always impressive. I think they had one at the yeah. the Joe Con. They won a Dragon Con a few years ago. Too. Dragon Con, yeah, yeah. in the parade. Thunder Machine. I want to. I want to say there was one at the Joe Con in Springfield when I came to visit you, Robert. I feel like there was a Thunder. A full size one. I think so. I could be wrong though. I could be thinking of a different time but they had like tiger force stuff that year so yeah. i know there's a full-size tiger force something yeah but uh, uh but yeah it's, yeah it's always impressive when when you see someone that went all out and full size on that but uh yeah but you don't get the you don't get the rubber tires too much this this day and age on vehicles mm-hmm. even back then uh so that was always a cool feature and and that sucker could fly across across like carpeting <laughs> or across the floor it just uh, it earned- yeah, I, I actually had it too, and I actually love playing with it. Like you said, it was really cool, and it's on my honorable mention list. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give that away. Yeah. So, so yeah, my number five was the Thunder Machine. Uh, Robert, your number four. Uh, okay, so I actually just realized that everything on my list was something I wish I had as a kid, <laughs> <laughs> but never had, and have since gotten. Because because I was just like, I knew this, um, with the exception of just one, which I'll, I'll mention when I get to it. But um, So actually, my second one is, uh, or my fourth position, is just a, a His Tank. Um, oh, nice. I actually never had a His Tank as a kid, um, but the one I specifically like the best is the Arctic one. So the white with the kind of the extra bits and pieces that kind of go on the side. So oh, okay. I was always a huge fan of the Arctic Joes and the, you know, the Snow Serpents. Stuff like that. So just the aesthetic of all of the Arctic uh, vehicles and Joes and things. Um, so to put a little, I, I mean, I love the His Tank. I love that it's so specific to GI Joe. Like you look at that and you immediately get a sense of the property because uh, that's such a unique design. Um, but so my little caveat to that is that I, I really loved the Arctic one. So that was I never had that as a kid, and I I got a whole kind of array of, of you know all the different varied colors of His Tanks now, which is great. So. Take that, young Robert Atkins, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I got all the toys you wanted as a kid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never had a His Tank either, uh, and I still don't. Uh, but there's, I still love the design. It's really cool looking. And, uh, yeah, so I don't get to say stick it to my younger self uh, yet when it comes to that. Um, but, uh, but you will later. Right. Uh, but John, I think actually, John, I think you got me like a little mini his tank uh, a while back. Oh, I got that whole. I got a, I got a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 
His little mini his tanks were great. Yeah, so I do have that. So I, do, so I in a way, I do have a his tank. <laughs> and, and I gave Shannon, I gave Shannon a his tank when we first started, when Jacob first started taking art lessons from him, way, 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 way back. He didn't have one, and he said, "I'm drawing these all the damn time in the book, and I, I really need some reference." So I had three, I think, and I boxed one up and mailed it to him. And uh, that's awesome. No, didn't appreciate it. It was like just another toy to have in the house. But anyway, <laughs> if it, it, it helped him draw more than the, the, the mission accomplished. Right. So. Right. Well, and it, it's interesting too, because it's, it's one of those vehicles, like it could totally be made in real life, but it would not be a smart vehicle to actually take into battle. <laughs> just with that glass canopy. Yeah. I think well, I remember seen, the cartoon, they, they, the bottom would open up to get in as opposed to the cockpit lid that opened to put the figure yeah, in. Yeah. I always right, kind of yeah. like that concept that you, you know, it made a hell of a lot more sense as how you get in. There. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and I drew, when I was drawing snake eyes, he was in his tank that was getting crushed from the top. And I had him go through that bottom. Yeah. Uh, you know, to get out, which I didn't explicitly show it in the panels, but for me that was like, oh yeah, there's a way out down there. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, John, you're number four. All right, number four. I'm sticking with the Cobra theme. It's the Fang. Nice. Uh-huh. Well, nice. <laughs> Love that little yeah. helicopter. It never made any sense from the standpoint that. How could you eject out of a propeller, or propeller over your head? You might as well go down with the ship because there's yeah, no exactly. But the, I just the package artwork on that box is phenomenal. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a great little vehicle and mm-hmm. the little missiles and that that turret gun on the front. Just it's awesome and yeah. So number four, yeah, the Fang. I remember with uh, with the Fang, uh, super ugly from uh, Geek Savant. He talked and talked about how he had one as a kid and he would play play in the backyard all the time and all that all that and he said he he's yet to get a new one uh to bring back those childhood memories and i remember going to super show uh and super ugly was there and i got him uh, the 25th anniversary fang and brought it for him and stuff and to my knowledge he still has it and loves it uh so um, so the but yeah, that was one I again one I never had as a kid. But uh, all you know, I, again, much like the Skyhawk for you, John, fe- featured very prominently in the cartoon again. So yeah, yeah, it's the only uh, GI vehicle I had more than one of. I, I actually had two of these, and they were really oh, cool. cool. Nice. Yeah, That's awesome. All right, Chuck, your number four. My number four is. Uh, from 1983, and much like Robert, it is the Cobra His Tank. Nice, ah, sweet. Yeah, I, I actually love the His Tank. It's a great design. Like you said, it screams, you know, GI Joe. It, it, you recognize the property with it, and I, I really enjoyed the the His Driver too. It's just a random, you know, red Cobra soldier, but I just love the way he looked. He was pretty awesome. Very, very. The high boots and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and you can set a person back in the turret. You can ride two people back on the back. Uh, back plate back there and they can hang on and mm-hmm. it was prominent in the you know prevalent in the in the cartoon it, you can see it in the comic books you know robert you know alluded to drawing it so yeah. shannon's drawing it. it it just screams cobra yeah and like you said so I, I love that thing yeah and like you said it, it if someone sees it they know it's gi joe like right away yeah um right and there's a little toe hitch on the back and you can pull things with it yeah yeah, that's cool too. And and also to your point, I would say the only there's only one other vehicle in my mind that screams Cobra when when you see it, other than the His Tank. But I think the His Tank's pro- in my eyes is probably the number one vehicle that when you see it, it's like that re- almost represents Cobra. 
Uh, or I would I would say so. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, my number four is also from 1986, as my previous vehicle was, uh, and that would be the Cobra Night Raven. Oh, man. Nice. I, yeah. Uh, came with the Straddle Viper. Uh, I had this as a kid. The thing was enormous. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just huge. Uh, and loved the little drone ship on the back of it. Uh, much like we were talking with the Hiss Tank in the in the uh, cartoon, how they would raise up. This one actually did have, you lowered the bottom out for the cockpit, and you put your you know pilot and co-pilot right. in there, and it would raise, raise back up. Uh, in the dr- in the mm-hmm. drone, you'd actually open it up and you put a guy laying down in there, uh, and then it came with like little winged missile type things that I always used as drones, like to send like surveillance drones out. Oh, that's cool. that's cool. how I mm-hmm. played with them in, in my imagination. Um, nah, yeah, they were just bombs. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just blew stuff up. They were just not wild. not in my eyes. Those suckers would fly out, and they'd be like attack drones or surveillance drones, like uh, scouting yeah. out ahead. I, yeah, and the the Straddle Viper was a really cool look for the Cobra Soldier. I, I like that look on that guy. The yeah, pilot, for sure. Yeah, he had like the the red vest, and then he had the gr- uh, gray, and he had red on his shin. The gray, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was a very very cool uh, vehicle. Like I said, it was enormous. I would. Not to rub it in, but I'd put it on the on the USS flag, and it would take up like half the son of a. Bitch. <laughs> it would take up half the USS flag. Like it was just that yeah. huge. So yeah. Um, also had the rubber vehicle. Rub, well, rubber much, much like the Thunder Tank. Yeah, much like the Thunder Tank on yours. Uh, the Night Raven is an honorable mention for nice. me. Nice. I'm just yeah. gonna name all your honorable mentions. I think you are, yeah. <laughs> so far, you're, you're two for two. Um, but I also love the canopy, how it was like uh, the, the red tint to it. And red yeah, glass, it yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, so that was my number four. Uh, Robert, you're number three. Okay, so this is one, uh, again, I never had, and it's one I still want to pick up. Uh, but uh, So it's the Whale Hovercraft. Nice. Uh, um, so that one, I think, I think it was because of the sheer size of it. It's a decent sized toy. I yeah. mean, it's you know a foot and a half long at least, and you know almost a foot wide. So it's just a beast of a thing. So um, the only thing that kept me from picking one up at all the various Joe conventions I've been at is just where am I going to put it? You know, yeah. at, at the minute. So I'll get one eventually. It was one that I remember as a kid. I don't know. I just I loved. I was just really into vehicles as a kid, and it was just we just didn't have the the opportunity really to pick those up. So I remember. Um, yeah, like the, uh, uh, which we might get into, but like the moray, you know, how it would kind of hydrofoil, like skim across the water, and like the whale, how it would just kind of float over the water, and it was versatile to go up on land. Like, um, I just love the concept of that, uh, and I was always curious, like, would this really float? Like, if I put it in my bathtub, would this float? You know, just thinking, I remember thinking that as a kid, like, wondering. And uh, But anyway, so I just thought just the, this, again, the size of it and... Um, it just really to me like epitomized the land sea air like the, it has a we, there was a major vehicle that was just like very gi joe for each of those you know you had yeah. your your tanks your jets your you know obviously ships and stuff and so for me like the big you know water one that was attainable yeah. <laughs> was the uh, was the whale so i thought always i always loved the look of it just the, the sheer number of people you could put on that and it makes sense you know yeah, I, yeah. I thought the idea was cool 
Yeah, I never had one as a kid, but I have one now. Uh, and ah. uh, I think, Chuck, if I remember right, didn't I get it at like a Joe Con? At, at the, I think in Illinois or something like that? No. Where did I get that? it at Big Fun. That's where Big it was. Fun. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because I feel like I got it relatively inexpensive. It wasn't, it didn't cost me a lot to get it, but it was almost all complete. Like, it has yeah. almost every single part. It has a little little uh, bike on the back, the depth charges, like all the stuff that usually gets lost real easily. Um, yeah. It has almost all of it. I think there's just like one part I'm missing or something. And uh, it, it is awesome. It is massive. It's like you said, Robert, you can fit a lot of uh, characters on it. So mm-hmm. I feel like at some point it's going to become like a display piece for me where I can put a lot of my Joes on it and everything. So, right. Um, I did buy a cutter, uh, the classic, uh, like, oh, cool. like a vintage cutter. To go with it, I uh-huh. do want to get the 25th anniversary cutter, but he's pretty expensive to get. He co- will cost you at least a good thirty dollars. Uh, uh, I think yeah. he's one of the uh, club exclusive figures, wasn't he? Uh, I think so. Um, but yeah, like I've priced them out recently, especially with us talking about different Joe characters and vehicles and everything. Um, I did price them out because I was like, oh, I'd like to get um, a 25th anniversary version of them. And uh, like I said, every single listing I found of him is uh, is like it ends up it starts in auction and it always ends up around thirty dollars or so to get them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit more than I want to spend on on cutter right now. Yeah, to my knowledge, <laughs> yeah, to my yeah. knowledge, he was either a club exclusive or, or a, like a comic two pack or something. Yeah, I can't recall. Yeah, he never came individually. At least I've not found no. anything individually. So, so, right. and like like. John alluded to with the Fang, the box art for the hovercraft whale is awesome. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, John, you're number three. My number three certainly pales in comparison size wise to the whale. <laughs> it's the claw. Nice. I, nice. I, I love. Nice. I, I always loved the claw. I love. I had several, and nice. I did love the idea of those. You know, flying in and out. It's obviously very prominent in the cartoon too. <laughs> yeah, GI Joe the movie, of course. And I, I have to say too, I'm really lucky in my collection of art. I, I've got uh, from when Jeremy Dale did the 21A book for Hasbro. You know, the Silent Interlude Part Two. I've got a page where Scarlet is riding the flying the claw. Nice. And oh, it's cool. Nice. One of my favorite, pe- you know, pieces of art. So. Yeah, I just I, I always love those all those little vehicles. I love that you know. Then you could put a bomb on it and make it like a drone. It was just they were the oh, coolest, yeah. man. So anyway, so yeah, the claw was number three. Very very for cool. me. Yeah, I had that as a kid growing up too, and I always used it as Storm Shadow's personal little vehicle. It's good use for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess because it was used with him in the comic book. I guess in like twenty one, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Chuck, you're number three. Uh, number three for me is uh, from 1983. It's uh, the uh, Dragonfly uh, helicopter. Oh, man, nice. so good. Uh, with Wild Bill. That thing was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I put Wild Bill in it. You could put another Joe in it. I usually put, like, Airborne or some other guy in it. And then you could get two people on the skids, and if you had and Doc, his stretcher would fit points. across. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely a vehicle that uh, that was used a lot in both the comics and the cartoon and everything. Um, 
and it was it was always amazing how many people they could fit into one of those in the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> right. it was like a clown car. In Everybody the cartoons, and a brother. You'd have yeah. like three in the back seat. You're like, how is that possible? <laughs> but well, one of the things though I always appreciated in the cartoons was nobody else was flying a dragonfly. Yeah, that that I'm aware. Of. I mean, it could have happened, but I don't remember any specific scene. It's not like Ace in the Sky Tracker will they'll put anybody in their dog in the Sky Tracker, right. but. As far as the dragonfly, it was always Wild Bill. You know, he was called in. Yeah, that. it seemed it was like there was only one, and he was the pilot of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and quite literally, Robert with the Sky Striker, sometimes the dogs would be flying it. So. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Mud and Junkyard had a Sky yeah, yeah. Striker. Shipwreck had Ollie's a Sky Striker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it had the, uh, the little thumb uh, action where you can uh, rotate the helicopter blades. That oh, was pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. That was pretty sweet. Uh, my number three, I have a feeling, I I have a, a guess that I will not be the only one to mention this vehicle. Uh, I, I can think of at least one other person that's going to mention this one. Uh, my number three is the APC. Uh, mm-hmm. The Amphibious pers- uh, Personnel Carrier came out in 1983. Um, loved this vehicle, much like I was talking about with the Thunder Tank. This vehicle especially could take a beating. Um, oh yeah. This one was. <laughs> yes, it this one was launched off my the top stairs many 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 times. Uh, <laughs> um, it could hold all your vehicles, so you could use it like a, a carrying case. In fact, the back bumper pulled out as a handle, uh, so you could yep. uh, carry it around. The top turret was always something that got lost by people. Um, I I have to double check in my basement, but. I I think I do have a complete one in my basement, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I know I got one at one point, but I don't know if I held on to it. Um, I loved I, I think I think you actually have mine. Oh, do I? Okay. <laughs> well, you can't have it back. Uh, <laughs> um, but I loved how like this, okay. the sides would pop in so you could take the, the canopy off, and then the front would just like fold forward uh, to mm-hmm. put your drivers in there. Um but I think Robert, you and I talked about this when it came to one of the cartoon episodes. Like, they showed a Cobra version of this in the cartoon, and we were always like, "Why wouldn't they just do that?" Yeah. Oh my god. All gosh. it was was a repaint. That's such an easy toy to make. Just repaint it. Good grief! It makes so much sense. Like, how awesome would that be to have like uh, be troop building, you know, just Cobra troopers on your shelf and have a couple of those behind yeah. them. Oh, man. And they actually, and yeah. even just to play with them would be so great. And they weren't opposed to repainting it because there was an APC mail away version that was non camouflage. It was just all green. So yeah, just make well, it yeah, they they did it for Night Force too. Yeah. It was a uh, black. Yeah. yeah. So. <sighs> All right, uh, Robert, you're number two. Okay, uh, so my number two, again, uh, one that I never had but was super jealous of, the kid down the street. Well, there was three of us that were kind of grew up together, and I had a few figures. I always had more, like, He-Man and Ninja Turtles, and then we would just pick the day and go to each other's houses. So my buddies always had the more Joe toys, especially the vehicles. And so one of... Um, my friends had the Rolling Thunder. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was just like uh, another kind of beast of a toy. Um, not that you could fit a, t- a ton of like figures like driving it, but as soon as you like kind of opened it all, all out, it was basically this missile launcher, um, just like a- attack vehicle. I feel like there's just guns pointing every direction. Mm-hmm. Like when, <laughs> when you pull this thing out. Um, so it had the two giant missiles that were just like were like almost like a mobile silo kind of a thing yeah 
Uh, and it just looked intimidating. So that was always a blast. Like we would kind of put a bunch of Joes on it and park it up kind of on a ridge, you know what I mean? And they were just like the, uh, kind of the threat, you know, kind of over, overlooking the battle. Yeah. And, um, I just love just the size of it and just the, the, how threatening it looked, I think more than anything. So, uh, anyway, so that was just one that I, I still haven't gone and, and bought that one to, to have here, but it was just one that I thought would look super cool and unique back in the day. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, John, you're number two. I want to say this was the first vehicle I owned at all. I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain. Uh, my number two is the Ram. Nice. Oh, because yeah. I nice. love motorcycles. Yeah. Machine guns on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, who Again, package well, art is honest, one of those really. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you know, as I have, uh, as I continue to try to develop my sketchbook, I've started putting vehicles in, in my reference book. And the Ram is one of the few vehicles I have in there because I really would like to have someone at some point put a ram you know in in there but yeah. uh yeah it's just one of those that i i, I just i loved i had i know i had more than one because the first one i had the the side gun broke like it snapped off the uh-huh. little had like a little peg that fit into the bike yeah, yeah. That and that, that peg snapped off yeah and so the the thing would just be loose because there was a piece in the back too you know basically had two points of connection to the bike right yeah to the front snapped off and it just kind of flopped around so I know I got another one to replace it, but uh, you saw them a lot. Obviously, the predecessor to the Silver Bike, the but, Mirage, uh, yeah, the Mirage, yeah. That was uh, that was my number two. Very cool. And I, I still remember uh, in the cartoon, like, uh, was it Stalker or Rock and Roll that like launched over the fence with it? Uh, oh, Stalker. Stalker in the yeah, yeah it was Stalker in the yeah. early episode and stuff like. <laughs> Such a cool move. And Stalker, I think, Chuck, you and I mentioned when we were talking about Stalker, like, I picture, I always picture Stalker on the Ram. Like, I don't know why, I just always yeah. do. I feel like that's his vehicle. So. Yeah, yeah. Hammer, Rock, and Roll, like yeah. John said. Yeah, they both are pretty cool on the motorcycle. Probably because Rock and Roll was on the package art. Yeah. But then Stalker had that cool scene in the cartoon with it. Yeah. 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 All right, Chuck, you're number two. Uh, number two was a vehicle already previously mentioned. Uh, it's the Killer Whale Hovercraft. Nice. Oh, yeah. 1984 came with a cutter. I actually had it. It did float. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I thought. Because I think it was in a commercial. Like, they had it floating. Like some... Yeah, it yeah. floated. And it came with uh, the recon motorcycle, and it had, like, the little sled, what? the ejector sled up. Yep. Uh, the depth right. chargers, it opened up, uh, and there was a hatch coming down, and the guys come out of there and like you could put cutter and another person standing there and two people in the turrets and you, you could feel like i don't know a bunch of guys in there it, it, the thing was just massive huge yeah. and it had little yeah. caster wheels on the bottom of it that could roll yeah if you had like hard wood or linoleum or tile or something it would roll pretty mm-hmm. nice but to me like i said the, the package i got it was really cool but the fun part about gi joe and the fun part about the vehicles was it, it, you have to put it together, so it's almost like a model kit. Like all of these vehicles that we're talking about, you get to put them together, yeah. and you get to apply the stickers and stuff like that, which was genius from Hasbro's because <laughs> you're you're paying you're paying you, you, you make it so much cheaper, and the labor's the key, <laughs> right? <laughs> putting it together. 
it's genius marketing. We're, we're paying you to let us put it together. <laughs> exactly. It's cost cutting for them. It's fun to do as a kid. Yeah. You can do it by yourself or you can have your parents help you, your dad help you, your mom help you. But they're, they're, the fun part about them was actually getting them out of the box and putting them together for me. Yeah. I enjoy putting models together as a kid too. So that's probably some of that there. But yeah. And, and a lot of the stickers, like, like not a step sticker or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you had too many of those, you thought you're like, well, I don't need to put all of these on. I'll put a couple here and there, but I don't know. It, it was always cool to put the stickers on and put the uh, vehicle together. Yeah. So this one was a big one to put together. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I used every single one of those not a step stickers. <laughs> oh my God. Like I remember the wings every on time the sky on, striker. There was like 20 of them. Every time I'm on a plane, when I sit on the window at, a, at the wing, that's what I'm looking for. Are the not a step <laughs> Exactly. The not a step because they're yeah, all over exactly. real planes. I, it's crazy. And I, I always have to shuffle because I see, I think of it every time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two, I, I feel like at least Chuck could probably almost guess what my number two is. Uh, and probably a lot of other listeners could as well because I've mentioned this vehicle many times. And John, in, in your. Uh, uh, theme of smaller vehicles. Uh, this definitely fits in there. And evidently, I have three vehicles on my top five list that were from 1986, and this is one of them. So 86 was a good year for vehicles for me, uh, which is the, yeah. the Devilfish. Uh, oh, yeah. Love the Devilfish. I like that one. Yeah. Um, absolutely loved it. It also floated, uh, which was great. Yes, it yes. did. <laughs> um, I love the iconic, iconic uh Joe cover that has uh, a wetsuit and uh, leatherneck and uh, I'm trying to remember who else. No, it's Hawk and Beachhead. Oh, Hawk and Beachhead. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Um, I think it's G.I. Joe 47. Yeah. Um, it is it is just such a cool little, little vehicle, but it's also super deadly. It's got like four missiles strapped to the top of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gun on, on there, and then there's, like, two torpedoes underneath it. Um, yeah, for as big as it is, it's just, like, a, this huge artillery yeah, thing. It was going to take some stuff down. Um, <laughs> and the thing could just, because it was, like, designed to float, it also would zip across carpeting really well. So, mm. um, oh, yeah, I love that. Like, all the boats, because they're so smooth on the bottom, yeah. like, they would just, yep. you could send it flying. Um, yeah. I always had... I, I just checked it. I just checked yeah. it was a G.I. Joe issue 47, and it's Wetsuit, Beachhead, and Hawk, yeah. Nice, oh. nice. Um, I always had Wetsuit uh, at least involved with the Devilfish, if not driving it himself. Um, and uh, it definitely made a, several trips into my swimming pool uh, as a kid, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and it always... I'm going to bring it up again. It always came right up to the flag. Uh, that so it was it, it like it patrolled around it and everything all the time. So um, it was also a vehicle I always wanted to have more than one of. Uh, I only oh I yeah only yeah. ever had one, but uh, loved it. And because I loved it so much as a kid, I do own an, one now. And that one I know I did get at a Joe Con, uh, the one in Illinois. I remember getting mm-hmm. that that vehicle specifically, and I still have it. So. Um, so yeah, number two was Devilfish for me. Yeah, I love the Devilfish too. It actually was the last Joe vehicle I bought. Nice. Uh, you know, as a kid growing up, I remember it was the last mm. one. Very very cool. All right, Robert, your number one vehicle. 
All right. Uh, so my number one is uh, I've just absolutely always been enamored with the F-14. So Sky Striker is hands down my favorite vehicle. Like as a kid, just if you were a kid in the 80s, like, and you were at all into jets, like all you knew was the F-14. Right. I mean, between like yep. Top Gun and G.I. Joe yeah. and the Seekers and Transformers and just everything was based on that model and just... To me, it was the epitome of everything cool in the air. Yeah. Um, so I remember this was one that, sadly, I didn't have as a kid. My dad knew I wanted one so bad. I was just like sitting there. I, I, I cut out the picture of it in like a Penny's catalog or like whatever, <laughs> like some Sears catalog or something. And every time I saw a picture of it, I'd cut it out and I would tape it to a piece of paper. And I started just collecting pictures of the Sky Striker. <laughs> and, uh, and I would just look at it in there. Nice. So cool. And so this is obviously a like pre internet, pre, like, you know, where you have your own printer at home kind of thing. So I'm just like cutting these out and pasting them on a piece of paper. And my dad just happened across this folder where he saw pages and pages of glue stick. On <laughs> uh, like some weird, creepy psycho killer, you know, but with sky strikers like taped onto the face, and uh, and he felt bad, and so he um, it wasn't a sky striker, but it was kind of just a knockoff F fourteen plastic, you know, one piece plastic, you know, toy, but that was like the coolest thing because in my mind it was as cool. Uh, and then I actually got a Sky Striker later. I was like, that thing was a piece of junk, but I appreciated my dad <laughs> going out of the way. Sure. <laughs> trying to make his kid nice. happy. But yeah. um, so now it's, I kind of went a bit overboard. I think I have like seven Sky Strikers. Wow. Uh, and oh. that's a, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but what happened was I got, I was just excited to be at a Joe Con where there, I was surrounded by Sky Strikers. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I got one that was like 80s and complete. I got one that was like uh, somebody had custom painted and like really chromed out some of the the, the more metal pieces. Yeah. Um, and then somebody was selling one for like five bucks, and I was like, yes. And so I got it because it was a bit trashed, and I was like, oh man, this is. I liked it because it was weather beaten and stuff like that. And I've gone in and kind of painted it in a way to kind of rough it up even more, like it's a battle damaged one that Ace probably flew. <laughs> and uh, then. Um, then the new release ones came out, right? So those, I couldn't believe how cheap they were and still are that you can pick these up. Yeah. Um, so I got one that I opened. I have another one that's kind of unopened in the box. And then I got one that's a Night Force that was a Joe Con exclusive, like as a Sky Striker as a Night Force. So like I said, I have too many. But um, <laughs> And then no, I got... Cool. Uh, I do have another one, I think... That is mostly for parts, but for the most part, like I said, I've got those seven. So um, when I got out the flag, and, and basically I would have said the flag, except that like the flag wasn't ever part of my childhood. It was just I was aware, I was kind of aware it existed, but it wasn't actually until I was older because none of my buddies had it. We never really talked about it. It wasn't until I was older and saw like this was a thing, and then right. uh, got one and just. I just use it as a means to display as many Sky Strikers as possible. <laughs> is basically the only reason I like a flag. <laughs> so, um, so I would say Sky Striker slash flag as a display case. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also like we were talking about box art earlier. It's also really cool box art for the Sky Striker. <sighs> so um, good, yeah. You have the you have the oh, one yeah. main one, and then you have another one like that's showing its underside, like flying next to it and everything. It's I I still just geek out when I see like the. Um, 
You know, like the the schematic sheets that came with every yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. The Sky Striker one, and I just sit. I could just stare at that. That's so nostalgic. Just because that was sure enough. As soon as I, I think I got actually a schematic model sheet. Maybe when I was in high school, somehow I saw it in some like yard sale. I was like, oh, I'm that much closer to a Sky Striker. So I nice. bought. <laughs> that little sheet. Nice. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was a bit ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen people's uh, joke collections in their rooms and stuff, and they have some of those schematic drawings framed yeah. and hung up, and they look pretty. Yeah, cool. that's that's cool. Idea. That is very cool. Yeah. All right, John, your number one vehicle. My number one vehicle, I still have. It has all kinds of dirt caked into the tires <laughs> because I I loved beating that thing up and running it all around. It's the Vamp. Nice. nice. Oh, I so, absolutely adore the yeah. Vamp. My my first one is missing the gas tanks. I have a Mark II. I have the Stinger. You know, I have all the variants. You know, at least that they came out with in the first couple of years. But man, that first Vamp with with clutch is just so damn great. And you take the, I'd take the gas tanks out and put somebody in the back, kind of like what they did. Ryan, you know, we did the review. The review of the what was it, eight, eighteen or whatever, where yeah. Scarlet's in the back, like firing the guns, guns like a pro. I mean, yeah, yeah, the vamp yeah. just and and like I said, I still have my first one, and you know, and I I pull that stuff out every once in a while. Like I said, it's still got dirt just entirely caked into the tires, and I, you know, yeah, very fond memories of just beating the beating the tar out of those vehicles. Yeah. I think out, that out, I think that was my first vehicle. Was the was the vamp so was the vamp yeah I think I think actually mine too I didn't have too many but that was definitely one I had that and the Ram or two that I played a ton with yeah it's an awesome vehicle yeah I love that thing such a such a simple design I mean it's just it's very military it's very so therefore it's very Joe but to your point John I loved all the iterations that they did of it mm-hmm. later on. Um, yeah, like yeah, the Mark One, the Mark Two, the Tan One, and the you know, Cobra had the Stinger with it. Yeah. So it, they used it a lot. It was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chuck, your number one vehicle. Number one vehicle for me, uh, 1983, the the APC, our amphibious personnel carrier. I think <laughs> I, I, I love that, that thing. <laughs> I love, love this thing. This thing is awesome. It, it just screams military. It, yeah. Like you said, it carries your figures. It's a carrying case. Uh, it, it floats. It's awesome. And it, this was the first Joe vehicle I had. Nice. So maybe that plays with it. Wow. But yeah, this thing That's was a big awesome. one to start with. Yeah. Hey, I got it for Christmas. Yeah, it was the first one. But it was it was awesome. I, I rolled this thing all over the house. Yeah, and it was easy to roll around. It, it, yeah, and like you said, you could like yeah. smack into the kitchen table with yeah. it, into the wall. You could take a pounding with this thing. Yeah, we didn't have stairs, but I would roll it around, you know, off the porch and stuff like that, and hit the grass and yeah. roll it. And we would there was a little hill behind the house that we had, and I used to roll it down the hill, and it would just go through the grass and roll over sticks and whatever. It just it just goed. It, well, it, it was awesome, and that was a nice thing about it too. Was it, the wheels were so big and 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 hard plastic that you could just take it out into the grass and everything else, and never had to worry. Like mm-hmm. if you actually sent it rolling, it would it would roll for a while before the grass, you know, friction and everything stopped it and everything. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the other vehicles, where you kind of had to keep pushing it in order to, for it to keep going, um, so it was great for that type of stuff. 
Yeah, if I had to, if I was making a list for you, Chuck, I was gonna, I would probably have put that as your number one, just because I knew how much you loved that thing. So yeah, I, I love it. It's 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 awesome. It, again, very simple with the the operation of putting it together. Like you said, you snap the cover on, you put the the gun turret on the canopy, you got the front plate there, and seat belts and the steering wheel. That's it. Yeah. No 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 fuss no muss. No no. <laughs> it's awesome. And I always had uh, different people drove it. Like I'd have rock and roll drive it or another person, but gung ho always set shotgun for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very but he cool. would, that was always a CD set shotgun. And I had a, and I just kept going and filling Joe's up in it until I had everybody. I had a butt in every seat. And then I started lining <laughs> them up and there was like little pegs. You could stick them in standing up and they would just stand up until I remember it was a sad day, but it was a good day that I had too many Joes to fit into ABC. <laughs> and I never put Cobras in it. It was always just Joe guys, oh, not yeah. Cobras. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I, I have too many guys. Yes, I have too many guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very cool. All right, well, uh, my number one vehicle, it is not the USS Flag, because I do not consider what? that... I do not consider that a vehicle. I consider, even though my dad put it on dolly wheels, I do not consider it a vehicle. <laughs> it is. A, you consider it a playset? I consider it a playset. Play yeah. yeah, to me, yeah. it's a playset. So or a display case, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or uh, or a, a toddler bed. So, yeah. I think I think everyone thought I was going to put USS Flag as my number one, but yeah, I do consider it a playset. I do not consider it a, a vehicle. Um, uh, so, but to uh, show that Robert and I both share a brain sometimes, uh, my number one vehicle <laughs> is the Sky Striker. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I love the Sky Striker. I did have it as a kid. So sorry, Robert. Uh, uh, but I don't. Sorry. But I don't own I, seven I, of them I, I now. Did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's gotten out of hand. Yeah, uh, I don't own an, uh, an original Sky Striker now, but I do own the one that came with the the modern day one that came with the Gary Goggles figure. Uh, so oh yeah, it's, it's like the Night Force one or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have that version of Sky Striker right now, which I really love. I would mm-hmm. like to get an original one, but I don't even know where I, I can fit the current one that I have. So <laughs> I know um, they are huge. They are huge, man. They're, yeah, they're, it's hard to display. Yeah, so that's why I have, nice. I have a couple that I haven't opened. But yeah, and to There's, be honest, it's the only thing that's kept me from getting uh, all the variants. I'm so torn because yeah. I would love to get like the Starscream one, the Thundercracker one, yeah. the Robotech one, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Cobra Scythe, the the uh, Sky Patrol, you know, the the silvery yeah. one, you know, the uh, Silent Striker. Like, there's so many variants. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. oh my you gosh, should totally do like, it. Well, that's like six more. I don't <laughs> yeah, I know. You should totally do it. You're halfway there. <laughs> Chuck will talk you into it, I, I'm telling you. Uh, um, it only fit five on point, a it's all or nothing. US flag anyway, so. I know, right? I don't need more than five. But I like the I like the bomb on the bottom was fixed, so you, you could actually use it as a handle to like fly it around and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It had the wings that collapsed in, so if you hey, that you're was forgetting the, the, the best coolest function. Yeah. It had a parachute. Yes, <laughs> that's true. And the parachute actually said Sky Striker. You knew Ace was going it. down. You right. needed that. <laughs> <laughs> no other pilot. This is something else. No other pilot 
you know, Wild Bill didn't come with a parachute. Like, nobody, <laughs> nope. nobody else had parachutes. It was only Nope. <laughs> yep. Um, those seats did not stay well in the canopy, nor did they need to, because he, you knew no. he was going to be coming out because they were never intended to stay there. Right. He was bailing right. at the first second he had went in any trouble. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always Looks like it. it might be raining up there. I'm going to eject. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I see clouds, guys. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I always had. Uh, is that, is that a and... Cobra Rattler? It's a weather balloon, Ace. It's a weather balloon. I'm out. I'm, nope, I'm, I'm out. already gone. I'm Sorry. <laughs> guys, got another sky striker. How many do we have on the flag? Five of them. Oh, two of them are gone now. Um, <laughs> Shipwreck just took one. Where is he going? <laughs> Polly's flying the other one. Um, but uh i always had uh ace in in my imagination ace could fly so (laughs) right right i always had ace and flint flying uh together in the sky striker um and uh yeah i just (laughs) it's like brokeback mountain huh (laughs) (laughs) but you needed the co-pilot um i will say it's what got me the sky striker led to me loving the movie top gun which led to me wanting to be a pilot at one point in my life so yeah um so there was definitely a a progression there but it was yeah it was just such a cool vehicle and to your point robert yeah you knew the f-14 like that's the vehicle you knew so it was every it was everywhere like every major vehicle based property have something yeah Yeah. the 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 f-14 tomcat is the 80s Oh yeah, it is totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh! I, one of my students, vehicle. her her father flew an F fourteen. Oh nice, nice. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to this guy. But so just <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's so cool. Yeah, very cool. But uh, but yeah, I just can't say enough about that vehicle. I loved it. I loved it as a kid. And when you're a kid and that thing is that big, it's like as big as you. So I could not, <laughs> and I could not do sky battles with. The Raven and the Sky Striker. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's no, there's oh, no way no. you can hold no. both of those at once. No, <laughs> no, there's just no way. So, uh, and I also had the Conquest as a kid, so <laughs> it was just like, oh god, that one made it a little bit easier to fly around because it's a bit smaller. But yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, how about honorable mentions, uh, Robert? Did you have any? Um, yeah, I mean, some of you guys mentioned them, so I'm not going to double on those. But like uh, two that I definitely wanted to mention was the the Tomahawk, yeah. or that mm-hmm. you know the dual propeller uh, helicopter. Yeah. Um, um, but I actually like the the more recent re-release, the Eagle Hawk. It's yeah. a little bit smaller, not quite as long, but just like the tooling, it feels so much more sturdy. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I I really love the look of that. So that was always a good like kind of troop carrier that was fun to play with the old one you're always losing blades and it was like uh you know it it felt a bit rickety but i loved the look of it um and then the other one i just always had a soft spot for the fire bat oh yeah i just always loved the look of that thought it was just pretty cool yeah so a mini just a a more smaller like you know one of those smaller vehicles i had a lot of fun playing with like the ram and the vamp and the trouble bubbles you know and (laughs) all those um but the uh yeah the fire bat I always thought it looked pretty cool, and I love how the wings would fold up. Very, very so. cool. John, how about you? Any uh, honorable mentions there for you? I had two. I had the All Striker. Nice. Nice. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. again, another Jeep, but it's more like a dune buggy, I guess. With that front suspension. Dune buggy, yeah. The the other one, Yojo calls it uh, a vehicle, so I'm going to call it a vehicle. It's the Snake Armor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I, do have, I do have that in my sketchbook. I have a vamp in my sketchbook. So, yeah, like, the, but, yeah, the snake armor, uh, it, I, when I was looking at, when I was looking at the vehicles from the, you know, I, I guess what, 83, 82, 83, 84, maybe 85, and it, yeah. it showed up, it was listed as, a vehicle. I said, okay, good. If it, if Yojo calls it that, then I can call it that dude. Absolutely. Nice. Those, those were mine. Sure. Very, very cool. How uh, for you, Chuck? Uh, two of them you mentioned, uh, the Thunder Machine and the Night Raven. I had those. I uh, had the Mauler tank, the brown army tank. Yep, I had Oh, that. yeah. So that was cool. Um, the uh, the Moray Hydrofoil, uh, Robert yeah. briefly touched on it. I mm-hmm. uh, loved that thing as a kid. That was awesome. Yeah. And that would always do battle with my hovercraft. And, well, uh, I would bet, because that thing was, they were both huge. They're both and the, big, they were yeah. huge. That's yeah. when I, I, I had a guy getting two, but it's so big. Yeah, I, I had, had a long bedroom, and it was like a, it wasn't really wide, but it was the length of it was really long, so I would set one at one end of the other and <laughs> kind of battle in between, I guess. And the other one, you know, like John. I mentioned was the mine was a Cobra Stinger instead of the Vamp. I just love the black. Oh, yeah, it had yeah, the, the door, the doors, and the canopy on the back, and that big giant huge missile the rack on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I love the Stinger driver, the gray Cobra soldier. Yeah, so yeah. he was awesome looking. Yeah, I, I had him, and I always put like scrap iron in the in mm-hmm. the Cobra Stinger. But yeah, it was cool. Very very cool. Yeah, those were definitely two that I had. Is because I, I did have a Stinger and had a Vamp. And a ram specifically, that might have been all I had, but but yeah, I love those two jeeps, man. They were yeah. really great to battle against each other. Oh yeah, and they were cool. Like you said, you roll them around and stuff. Like I had the stinger and I had the vamp, the the green one, but I didn't have the the tan one. Yeah. Nice. Um, I had four honorable mentions. Uh, any one of these were on my top five list at any one point. Uh, <laughs> they were in the number four and five spots at certain points. Uh, mm-hmm. So two of them you guys have mentioned, which is the Tomahawk. Uh, I do have, I did have that as a kid. Uh, I had a lot of large air vehicles. Evidently. <laughs> I'm realizing that now. It's like I couldn't hold all these things in the air to attack each other. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I do have the Eagle Hawk version now, and like you said, Robert, I think it's pretty awesome looking, uh, and it, it makes for a cool display piece uh, as long as you have the space for the big propellers. <laughs> um, and the Moray, uh, Chuck, you mentioned that one. I had that as a kid. That always did attack my flag, and uh, it I always pretend like it would zip around it and be able to fire the missiles and, and everything else, and yeah. uh, loved the, uh, the Viper that came with it. Um, the then, Lamprey, yeah. Lamprey, yeah. Uh, and then two that haven't been mentioned, uh, one, and they're they're kind of related to each other, uh, uh, one was the Snowcat. I loved the Snowcat, had that as a kid. Uh, loved the, yeah. the, the, the ski torpedoes that would launch off of it. Um, Those were amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> torpedoes on skis. Yes. Whoever thought of that was just a genius. <laughs> genius. Um, but even yeah, get that man another beer. <laughs> even <laughs> an even more impressive torpedo ski was on the Cobra Wolf, uh, which I that's my other one. I had that as a kid. Also, I do have a, a modern day Cobra Wolf uh, vehicle. Also, did they do a modern day Snowcat? I can't remember if they did or not. I don't. No, I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I feel like that one in the whale they've never redone. So, 
Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I always wanted a snowcat, but I never, never had one. Oh, I love the snowcat. I, so I always loved theme characters and vehicles and stuff. So that's why there was a lot of air vehicles. There was a lot of water yeah. vehicles and I had a lot of, and I had the snow stuff. So it was like all the snow characters I really liked. So I'd get the snowcat and it went up against the Cobra Wolf. I think that's one of the few things where I had like the equi- the absolute equivalent to it on the Cobra and Joe side, where they were able to really do battle against each other. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, I do have a Cobra Wolf now. I remember as well. So yeah, that came with like frostbite and had this big huge yeah. gun with a scope on it, like twelve times too big for it, but it was awesome. Yeah. And then for the Cobra Wolf, it came with the Ice Viper, uh, which was a really yeah. cool look. He had the the red hood and. Uh, uh, white costume and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I loved both of those. And, and like I said, the the ski torpedo on the wolf was really cool because it was all one molded piece and it was kind of like more sleek looking and everything else. And much like I did with the Night Raven, those ski things were not torpedoes to me. They were drones that were sent out for searching. <laughs> Because that's what they looked like. They didn't look like torpedoes. They looked like something you would send out as like a robot drone. So yeah, so I had a lot of fun with. with and you're ahead of your time with all, all these uh, yeah, these drones. Yeah, I was uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, I was just like Michael Bay. I just blew shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hence why you like his movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're awesome. No, no, they're not. <laughs> if you like ex- if you like explosions, Michael Bay's your guy. I agree with that. I will agree with that. All right, so we did have some listeners. I had posted this on Facebook. Uh, feel free to jump in with it, talking about any of these vehicles uh, that people have mentioned. Uh, Chip Elder. Uh, with some people, you can definitely tell what era they grew up in. So, uh, Chip Elder. We had the Rolling Thunder, uh, the Phantom X Nine, the Buzzbore. The whale, yeah, and the desert fox. Uh, oh, the desert fox, yeah. I actually yeah. do that in one of the first issues I drew for IDW. So I was oh, like, nice. I need a, I need a small vehicle just to get people around. And I was just looking through. I was like, that looks cool. And so I threw that in. <laughs> nice. Uh, for pop culture of uh, NC, uh, whoever that is, posted uh, number five, the hit the Cobra Hiss. Number four, the Firebat. Number three, the Vamp. Uh, number two, the Conquest. Mm-hmm. Uh, X30, and uh, number one, the Tomahawk. So good listeners. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mention all those. Uh, Chuck Wolf said number five, the Dragonfly. Number four, the Hydrofoil. Number three, the Rattler, which we have not discussed. Uh, yeah. Two, the Sky Striker. And number one, the Whale. That's a really good list. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. The Rattler was on my list on and off like multiple yeah, times. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, yeah. So good. The rat- I, like, I couldn't drop the bridge layer. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, if that's your favorite. I mean, you know, <laughs> Robert, if the bridge layer wasn't on your list, I was going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> did you? The thing is, did you have Toll Booth and play with Toll Booth, or did you like scrap him out and put a different person in the bridge layer? Uh no, it was well. Like I said, it was it was my buddy, so. I think he had Tollbooth with it, and so I was like, who's this guy? He's got a sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take him. Yeah. But the the Rattler is the other vehicle that I would say probably number two behind the Hiss as far as when you see the Rattler, right. you immediately think of Cobra. So Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Chris Darty uh, said number five, the Cobra Rattler. Number four, the hover, uh, Whale Hovercraft. Number three, the Havoc. Uh, number two, the Snowcat, oh, and man. number one, the Conquest X30. 
Uh, I did have the Havoc growing up. That was a cool vehicle. Yeah. Completely impractical. The drivers like yes. yeah, the drivers like laying on something. <laughs> I'm like that cannot be good for your neck. <laughs> like if nothing else. Or safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big glass yeah, dome. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those guys are in there cross country's all exposed on the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I did I love that little, it had the the part little hovercraft. That, like, the, yeah, the hovercraft that separated. Yeah. Anytime, like that with the sky or the night raven, right? Or was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the drone. So, yeah. yeah, anytime. <laughs> you and your drone. You anytime it drones. had a separating <laughs> vehicle, I thought that was cool. Well, with the night raven, it actually was called the drone. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I always had that little drone up against the little hovercraft, so it was that was fun. Uh, John Nugent said, uh, easy list, but hard to actually rank the five. Uh, yeah. so he says, uh, the whale, the tomahawk, the bug, uh, oh, bug. The, oh, man. the avalanche and the night raven. Uh, then we had, uh, Matt Anderson said, uh, number five, rolling thunder, number four, the havoc, number three, the tomahawk, number two, the sky striker and number one, the night raven. And he had, uh, Honorable mentions of the Cobra Stun and the Hiss Tank. The Stun. I, I'm yeah, going to argue with him on the Stun. <laughs> I had the Stun. <laughs> that vehicle. Yeah, stunned. I had the Stun. It was, it was crap. <laughs> it, just, it just, I don't know, not not very practical. I it looks think. weird. It looks weird, yeah. If you I agree with I, And the other, same thing with the bug. I was kind of like, the bug. And then I remember it, I was like, oh, yeah, it, just looked, it was just a little too out there for yeah. me. I understand G.I. Joe doesn't have to well, be like yeah. military vehicles, but that was just a little too out there. Well, and if you popped well out the, the one buzz bore was... was nothing but a giant saw right. blade with a guy <laughs> oh, inside of it. <laughs> that's true. That thing's crazy, yeah. Or how about the Cobra Pogo? <laughs> oh, oh no. that's, that, that's probably the most horrible Jovian vehicle <laughs> ever. The uh, the thing with the stun though too is it would uh, sides would fan out, but if you only did yeah. one side, it would tip over. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, so yeah, totally bad design. Because <laughs> it's basically a giant tricycle. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it had the like, the the flags on it on like, the back of a moped or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the the little guy in the bag manning the little water pistol gun thing it had. I don't know what it was, but I'm it wasn't you, good. I'm telling you, what they did was someone saw the big wheel and decided to make a vehicle out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're almost sure. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The flags and everything, yeah, like you said. The coolest part of the Cobra stun was the the pilot. The pilot. Was the cool, Viper yeah. pilot. Yeah, the motor Viper. Yeah. Um, and it did appear in the uh, the movie cartoon. So yeah, it was yeah. in other episodes too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam said, uh, our buddy Sam had the whale, the havoc, the tomahawk, the cobra bug. Uh, so evidently the bug is popular. Uh, <laughs> the cobra uh. is. And then he had a whole lot of honorable mentions. He said Serpenter's Air Chariot, which is cool. <laughs> uh, that is cool. Uh, the Rattler, the nice. Dragonfly, the APC, the Bridge Layer, uh, the Cobra, yes. the Cobra Sept, <laughs> the Cobra Septic Tank. Lord, the Badger, the Battle Wagon, and the Shark Nine Thousand. Oh man, Sam's oh, showing his age tank. there. That's right. Well, it's like in the His Tank, but it's all you know. Yeah, like it's different color. Neon colors, neon green. The Eco Warriors guys. Right, 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 right. Uh, Rob Harper said he's old school, so he has five. Number five, the Whale. Number four, the Dragonfly. Number three, the Hiss. Number two, the Ram, and number one, the Sky Striker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
I can get on board with that list. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis uh, Fearborn uh, put number five, the Awestriker. Uh, number four, the Dragonfly. Number three, the uh, Sky Striker. Uh, number two, the Killer Whale. And number one, the Tomahawk. He said, this is tough as the Vamp Mark One, the Snowcat, Cobra Rattler, Night Raven, and Rolling wow. Thunder could be interchanged with spots four and five just as easily. Yeah, I know, man. You yeah. lost all... Yeah. Oh, 10, yeah. 15 of those, and you're just like, yeah. yep, every one of those could totally be on yeah. that list. Yep. Yeah. We have a few others here. So we have uh, Anthony uh put number five, the Thunderclap, uh, the, number four, the Havoc, number three, the Skyhawk, number two, the Devilfish, and number one, the Whale. He also had nice. honorable mentions of Fang, Trouble Bubble, Battle Bunker, Mean Dog, and the Bridge <laughs> Layer. Yes. <laughs> I remember so the fans of the bridge too being just like player. one giant gun. But it was kind of yeah. like the Rolling Thunder that just had the big missiles on it. But the Thunderclap was just like one gigantic one big gun. Big gun. Yeah. yeah. What's well, like uh, the what's the Slugger or something like that with the yeah, thunder. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Just a cannon on wheels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Brandon Anderson gave descriptions for everything, but in the interest of time, and there's still quite a few other people's lists, I'm just going to read what he had. He had number five, the Hiss Tank, number four, the Cobra Fang, number three, the Wolverine. Uh, oh, the Wolverine. I yeah. did like that one a lot. Yep. The, uh, yeah, it's just a tank with a whole lot of missiles. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just that robotic missiles. You're like, yeah. It's just like cool. Uh, number two, the Dragonfly, and number one, the Whale. Um Alman Ellis said uh, his top five are the whale, the tomahawk, the vamp, the sky striker, and the persuader. Persuader, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I remember that one. I think I had the persuader as a kid. I think it's like this long treads and it's got a giant cannon on the back of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's not. Is it treads? Oh yeah. Um. Or it might be. I don't, it I don't might know. be wheels. Might. Yeah, they're just wheels, but there's yeah. like five wheels on either yeah. side. It's yeah. like a giant kind of angled gun. I did have that as a kid. I remember. Yeah, it's very nice. Because the front bumper, I would use it to ram into stuff. Because you know, why not? Uh, yeah, it had like a battering ram kind of <laughs> yeah. front end. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. Johnny Russell. Persuader. Said, <laughs> That's a yeah. funny name for it. A... <laughs> yeah, and it was surprisingly a very military-looking vehicle too for the time that it came out and everything. So. Yeah. Um. Johnny Russell said Stinger, uh, Mori Hydrofoil, Hiss, the Dreadnought Ground Assault Jeep, which is just the vamp. And, the vamp, yeah. <laughs> and the Cobra Wolf. Um, Rock, our buddy Rock, said his top five is uh, number five, the Hiss Tank, number four, Snowcat, number three, the Hydrofoil, uh, number two, the Night Raven, and number one, the Tomahawk. And Kevin Longman, uh, his number five is the MMS, because uh, he's a big Hawk fan. Uh, mm-hmm. The number four is the Rattler. Number three is the Sky Striker. The number two is the Mobat. He said he had two of those as a kid. Uh, and his nice. number one was the Dragonfly. Wow. Uh, then we have JB Sadama. His uh, number five, he also gave a lot of descriptions, but we're going to stick with just his list. Uh, he said uh, number five is the Razorback, number four is the Imp, uh, number three is the Mamba. Uh, I did have the Mamba as a kid, I think. Uh, and number two is the Polar Battle Bear. That's awesome. Yeah. And number one is the Thunderclap. And last but yeah, not the least. Yeah, the Polar Battle Bear was big. Oh, yeah. Video. That was used quite a bit in the cartoon also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have Dario Lor- Lorenzetto. Uh, he had number five, the Cobra Wolf. 
That's getting a lot of love. I'm glad. It was a, that was a cool vehicle too. I liked that it, one a lot. It was. I like drawing it. Yeah. Especially. Um, number four is the Rattler. Number three, the Phantom X19. Uh, number two, the Night Raven, and number one, the Sky Striker. Sky Striker getting a lot of love at number one. Yeah, well, yeah. it was a. I mean, it was probably it had to have been one of the more popular vehicles. Oh, I think yeah. of the time for sure. Yeah, it's iconic, GI Joe. Yeah, much, well, much yeah. like you were saying for uh, for Cobra, I would say the Sky Striker is easily identified. GI Joe's number one. Yeah, identified yeah. vehicle. Probably, probably Sky what? Skyhawk maybe around there too. Um, yeah, I think just because of the sheer amount it was used in the cartoon. It yeah. was just like right. yeah. so many episodes where Skyhawk you know, based. Like That's just how they got around. Instead, yeah. of, You would think they would have used more like cargo carrier type things, but they would just put everybody in their own Sky Striker and you'd <laughs> send like six Sky, Sky Strikers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. No love for Sergeant Slaughter's Triple T. No. No, <laughs> no love for the Trouble Bubble. <laughs> I, no. I liked it. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, one I liked also as a kid. Uh, I didn't have it as a kid, but I loved it and always wanted one. I still don't have one. Is the the ferret, the Cobra ferret? Oh, the four wheeler. Yeah, yeah, that thing was awesome. Yeah, always loved that. So, all right, guys. Well, I think we uh, shot our load when it came to vehicles. There, um, even though we only picked five <laughs> each, we talked about a lot of them. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so uh, uh, John, how can they how can they find you? Everything is at hrsocialrpodcast.podbean.com. Shout out to my newest listener in North Korea. Hopefully I'm not on a watch list now. <laughs> but, uh, nice. Appreciate appreciate all continued all the support for the show. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. That's it. All right. Uh, Robert, how can they find you? And I didn't know I, your brother's got a Kickstarter going on right now, so I don't know how much longer it has if you wanted to plug that as well. They'll still be live, uh, and they're like right at about seventy percent right now. So any help is definitely appreciated. Um, I've done covers for the for the series so far, and it's just a lot of fun. It's kind of an homage to old kind of side-scrolling, you know, video game like beat 'em ups, uh, like Double Dragon and you know Street Fighter and and Final Fight and all that stuff. So the book is called Final Street, uh, and it is just hilarious how much little Easter eggs and homages they throw in there to those old games, but. So each issue is like you've passed a level. So it's going to have mini bosses and then a main boss. And it's kind of just making fun of, but with a lot of love of those old games. Um, but, I mean, it's some of Brian's best work. Like my brother's stuff and uh, and the writing in it is really fun. And, and it's just it's like a good, entertaining book to read. So the first issue has already come out. Uh, it's being published through Devil's Due. Um and if you support the Kickstarter, there's lots of rewards where you'll get issue one. So if you've missed issue one, you can definitely get it by supporting this Kickstarter. Um, and even at the the lowest levels, you can get a couple books for you know not not too much money. So um, yeah, any any extra help you can you can support is appreciated, and even just sharing the link. Uh, but definitely like whether you share it or refuse to buy it or whatever, just at least go to the Kickstarter. To go to Kickstarter, search Final Street and watch the video yeah. because. I am amazed. Like they did such a good job with their Kickstarter video. It just uh, you get a sense of the book, and it just is so nostalgic. Uh, it's it's just really cool. So I can't I can't uh, promote it better than that video does. But very, very anyway, cool. so yeah, so that's live right now. Uh, my stuff is just Robert Atkins art across social media. Um, we're gonna have some pretty big announcements coming out here pretty soon uh, with stuff that I'll be working on 
Uh, and as soon as that goes live, then we can chat about it on the show. But I'm yep. really pumped to talk about it. I'm pumped to talk about it, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to go over. I, I know Robert's secret. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot uh, happening. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and Chuck, uh, how can people find you? Uh, the usual social networks and uh, Star Joe's uh, Facebook page. Cool. Yes, I will say Chuck does an awesome job on the Star Joe's fan page. Uh, he's If you're ever wondering who's posting the hilarious memes and things <laughs> that that people uh, have been gravitating towards and sharing and everything else. Chuck is responsible for that. Um, he just, he's been posting a lot of hilarious stuff on there as well as like reminiscent stuff of like the, the disc gun and all that type of stuff that uh, <laughs> Those things like, are awesome. They are awesome. Um, so uh, I know it doesn't show to you guys out there who posts what and everything else, but uh, rest assured all, all those awesome posts on the fan page are coming from Chuck. Uh, and I have not posted stuff like that for the simple fact that like he's doing such an awesome job with that. I don't want to, I don't want to hoard in on his, his, fun uh, you're stuff. fine. Yeah. No big deal. No, I know, but it, you're, Hey, you're doing a fine enough job. It's bringing, it's bringing more people to the page. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, no problem. so, uh, you can find star Joe's at star Joe's.com. Uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at starjoespodcast. We're on uh, Instagram. Uh, two Facebook uh, areas. There's a Facebook fan page that you can like, and you can uh, there's a Facebook group. Uh, you can request to join that, and the second I see that you're requested, I will approve it. Uh, and uh, that is about everything. Uh, as John has often said, if I miss something this time, we'll cover it next time. Uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because new culture est la moitié de la bataille. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. You French bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 224, Get Off, get, oh, damn it. <laughs> nice! Get <laughs> off! Nice. I have it written down here. Oh. Time to get off. <laughs> right. That's like the after there hours episode. I even have it written up, written out, so I would say it right. Well, all you have to do is read it then. I know. <laughs> all That's right. hard for me. English is get it, hard. Get it, get it right. English is hard. Yeah. Say hablo espanol. Right. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, all right, well, for real.